Hello, and welcome to another delightful episode of Filthy Loose, where we are mud wrestling contortionists. <laughs> Today, we're going to hear from Jay. Hi, I'm Jay. And uh, we've also got Sam. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Chloe. And today Hi, Jay is going to talk to us about something dark, apparently. <laughs> this room is pretty dark. No, it's uh-uh, not. Uh-uh, I got the sunlight Lies. on. <laughs> I turned it on. <laughs> That's the inside of your head, my dear. <laughs> you need to open your I'm eyes. I'm laughing because Sam said sunlight on. So, like, she turned on the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. Sam's I great at turning things on. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so uh, today I want to get a little under your skin, or a lot under your skin. Dirty. Yeah. Are you talking about scabies? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about scabies today. I um, knew it. <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about scabies, except it sounds gross. Don't like that word. There was a scabies outbreak at my high school, and um, we all would run around screaming scabies if anybody touched each other. <laughs> so it'd be like, it was like the beginning of social distancing in my life. <laughs> Oh, was cooties? No, <laughs> scabies. Scabies. Anyway, Jay, you were saying. Okay, so first I want to do a little vocabulary lesson. You will be tested at the end of this episode. Oh, no. Well, mm. you can almost guarantee I'm going to forget all of those words because- I'm going to start taking Unless notes. I start writing things down <laughs> mm-hmm. and running drills in the hallway, I'm not going to remember. Wait, there's running involved? Fuck. Yeah, we're after, <laughs> after I give you the vocabulary, we're going to run three laps and that's the show. I'm going to quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let us t- let us know what this vocabulary is. Okay, so it's um, anthropodermic, which means cons- consisting of human skin. And the term is basically ex- exclusively used for when talking about anthropodermic, bibliopeggy. It's either bibliopeggy or bibliopeggy. What does it mean? Definitely. Oh, oh, oh. I have a guess, but I'll be quiet. Go. No, no. I want you to guess first. It's when you when you wrap a book in human skin. Yes. Ew. Yeah, you bind it, it with human skin. Wait, no fucking way. Yes. 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 What? Yeah, yes. it used to be a very common practice. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Because I am a creeper at heart. Yeah. Okay. That tracks you were saying. Okay. So, yeah. So, it is the practice, as Sam said, of binding books with human skin. So... This was most commonly a practice in the 19th century. I don't know how common it actually was because uh, it's actually very rare. There's probably like only a f- several dozen in existence that still survive today of like actually human bound books and a lot of fraud of that. Anyway, not important. Oh, no, not not at all. <laughs> well, there was... There was fraud. If there's any kind of uh, commodity in the world, there's going to be fraud of it. Yeah, of course. But uh, most of existing anthropodermic bindings date within the 19th century. Most existing examples of skin bindings were commissioned and performed or collected by medical doctors who had uh, access to cadavers. Mm, Dead, dead bodies. At least they were already dead before there were books. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. What? <laughs> Do you, even make Do you want me to make you into a book? Come here. Let me borrow your Honestly? leg. Honestly? <laughs> Chloe, I thought you'd like it because you like to read and stuff. So I thought you'd be into this. 
I want to make you into a living book. <laughs> Any comment? No. Okay. Uh, sometimes these books were made from executed criminals, such as John Howard. Ew, wait, who wants a, who wants an executed criminal's skin on their book? Someone who's making a lot of spells. Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even the worst part. I, I love it so far. This is perfect. I'm gross. Oozing with happiness. Ew. Ew. Don't it's be gross on this episode, Sam. I'm feeling moister than an oyster. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of the criminals that turned into a book. <laughs> one of the <laughs> criminals that turned into a book. I thought you would enjoy this, Chloe, because it, it reminds me of Harry Potter a lot. It's like, for your crimes, you'll be turned into a book and housed for a thousand years. So, um, John Howard, that guy, uh, he was a minor son who was convicted and then executed for the murder of Eliza Balsam in 1821. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name, but I have a rule. If it's a couple centuries ago, I don't have to be too sensitive about it. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a, such a mean thing to say about Eliza Minnelli. She's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this John Howard guy, or should I say kid, was only 11 years old when he was executed. <gasps> An 11-year-old murderer turned into a book. That's some supple, supple <laughs> book coding. <laughs> oh, my God. He was middle-aged at the time. In what century no, again? It's 1820-something. Oh, it's yeah, probably. No, it's, it's not. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> no, not. it's not. not. They lived longer. <laughs> what, like till 30? <clears throat> In He's the about- 1800s? Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. In the Industrial Revolution? Yeah. In those days, you think people were dying at 30? Yeah, totally. You think they were having 12 kids and then they die at 30? Yes. Okay. (laughs) All that working in the fields really shortens your lifespan. Yes. I I like this theory. I like this theory. Shorten your lifespan, apparently. Oh, man. We'll we'll talk about corsets later. Every kid you have. What else did they do? Every kid you have shortens your life by five years. They probably all ate oats. And that's why. <laughs> oh, those oats. They're so bad for you. I'm sorry. I'm... This child who became a book cover because he was a murderer. Tell us well, more about it. You want to know what the what he actually did that like made him like okay, so yes. I have a theory. Huh. Did he kill a cow? What and... the fuck? Sam, just <laughs> Her name's just... Eliza Burnham. <laughs> so <laughs> Jesus, that cow. <laughs> anyway, was, was it like the the cows wanted to like yes. have revenge? They were like, no. "Oh, you're gonna turn us into leather." <laughs> we're gonna no. turn you. Into no, leather. I meant more and like we're tip you over. They you named the cow Eliza. Good grief, Sam. No, it, it was a human person, and um. Anyway, so uh, when he was 11 years old, he was infatu- infatuated with this girl, and he decided to express his infatuation by like harassing her. Um, he decided to like harass her with like thing doing things that um like trying to like throw things that are close to acid at her like i don't i forgot the combination but it was weird anyway that are close to acid you mean like chemically close to or yeah chemically close to acid it was like a motor oil and something else combination that was weird anyway and also uh how he ended up killing her is she was talking to another boy and he threw a rock at her head and she ended (gasps) up dying from that what what the fuck is wrong with this kid 
um, I don't know. He hung out, hung out with like a bad crowd and stuff. You know, boys will be boys. You know, if they throw acid at you, it's because they like you. Anyway, so uh, that that's him. That's all I have for him. Uh, another example is of William Burke. Um, William Burke, alongside another guy named uh, William Hare, killed 16 people in Scotland in 1828. They would kill these people in order to uh, sell these people's bodies to a guy named like Robert Knox, for, uh, so that Robert Knox could like dissect them and use them for like, teaching and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they killed body, they killed people just to get money off of these people's bodies to he, be used as cadavers. Yeah, and and that's why we have science. Uh, William Burke was also turned into a book. I recognize the name William Burke for some reason. Probably on. Yeah, you said it, and I was like, I think I went to school with him. <laughs> I hope well, not. That's not. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were that old. <clears throat> you look pretty good for a hundred years. Thanks. And the last one is kind of my favorite because what the fuck? The final example I'm going to tell you, and probably the most like notable, is of James Allen, who was abandoned in prison and died in prison. And on his deathbed, he requested to be made. He have his skin made into two copies of a book about him. Um, let's see what that book was called. The Highwayman Narrative of the Life of James Allen. And he wanted this book to be given to a man who fought back against him when he was trying to rob the man. Because he was like, that guy was courageous. You can have a book about me with my own skin on it. The fuck what? is wrong with this? <laughs> And then another one he wanted to give to his doctor. Hey, um, <laughs> I know we've been close these few years. I know you've seen me. Intimately. I know I tried to rob you. Right? I was like, I know you've seen me at my worst, but here's my best side. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Ugh. I got a ton of them piling up right now. They just keep like pop, 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 pop. <laughs> because this is so fucking weird, right? It's like, is- why do we do this? What the fuck's wrong with us? This reminds me of so much stuff right now. Human skin being turned into leather and used for things is so common with, like, serial killers and, like, the mentally deranged. Okay, um, so... Jay's having too much fun with this. Obviously, it's because be Jay knows serious. what I'm talking about, like... There's a you're, you're, you're the, oh, the guy, yeah, dan- the guy that I'm going to, I'm building up to. I'm dangerously okay. close to something. <laughs> well, everyone knows the guy. I just didn't know the specifics of the guy. So, but anyway, so this isn't the only form of like body parts being preserved as like memorabilia, and it's actually pretty common for historical figures to have some influential figures to have some like type of memorabilia Mm. some examples Mm -hmm. of this is um albert einstein which his brain was taken out studied stolen brought back and is now in the national history museum you can see his brain and then he also had his eyes taken out which is in a deposit box in new york city what the fuck why i don't know (laughs) because of all he saw uh but but (laughs) that doesn't seem is that a climate-controlled deposit box? Like, how do you put human... Are they pickled? They're probably pickled. They're probably pickled. Ugh. Oh, um, the last information I was getting... From, all this is from Wikipedia, except for this part, which is from the Vintage News. 
org or something. Dot com dot org. Take your bet. See what you get. Net. Take your bet. See what you get. I like Step it. Step up to the plate. Another example being Abraham Lincoln uh, has skull fragments that are in the National Mu- Museum of Health and Medicine. Yeah, he also had um, that disease. Yes, that disease. That one disease. The one that makes people, people really one. tall. He had like a mouth. Oh, yeah, of, yeah. Oh, like a uh, gigantism kind of? Yeah, yeah. He had like a really, really, really mild form of it. Huh. Wow. That's why he's so tall. Ooh, another one. Um, We have George Washington's wooden teeth on display somewhere. Mm. I don't think they were wooden, though. They're not wooden. It's um like different animals' bones, and it even has like some slave teeth in it. Delicious. Crazy stuff. In medieval times, they they did this with people a lot. People would like try to sell um, part of like a saint's body or Christ's body or whomever. Oh, yeah. And there were a lot of, you know, weird fake ones where I'm sure people just like robbed graves. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's common. We like to have the body parts of dead people. That's horrifying. We do. I don't know what it is about us weird ass humans. We're just like, ooh. I want his ear. Uh, another one is the uh, Buddha's tooth, which was removed before cremation and is currently resides in Sri Lanka. The Buddhist what? Like Buddha's, his tooth was removed oh, from his body. I, I thought you said hoof. I was like, <laughs> the Buddha did not have hooves. You know, that guy that's about half that one. human and the bottom half is like a goat or something and he has hooves. He also has like these weird horny things and a tail. Yeah. Buddha. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're all We're going... offending people somewhere. <laughs> well, I do want to say that Buddhism over and over again has forms of like preserving bodies in such a way that is so interesting to me like you can see a a perfectly mummified um meditating buddhist monk i don't know where exactly but they have they like go through this extent like really long process to mummify themselves and then they like coat them in resin so that you can see like their body like totally mummified still meditating is this the thing you were telling me about previously where you're like they did this to mummify themselves, but they started the process while they were still alive and yes. like lived in isolation for a little while and only ate certain things. Yes. Do you know like Crazy. which fraction of like and fraction. where where? No, I don't know off the top of my head. But if if like we take a break or whatever and come back, I'm more than happy to sit, look it up. Okay. Yeah. But today the main topic is about somebody who used. And repurpose people's bodies um, in strange ways that is not for historical. I don't know how to get into him, but um, yeah, we're talking about a serial killer, the serial killer who, not he wasn't even a serial killer. He killed two people. Um, the that really we know fucked of. Fucked up guy. The the guy. Yeah. The killer. The killer, and uh, grave robber. Who, who, who inspired horror as we know it today. True. Fired uh, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. He inspired Psycho, Norman Bates. He inspired Leatherface. Inspired, like, the characters. Okay. Yeah, he he was the inspiration. He was the inspiration for these characters. Okay. Yeah, three of the most notable horror Tell movies of already. all time. 
But it's so much fun to see you wiggle. <sighs> okay, and for any listeners, what he did wasn't cool. What what he did wasn't cool at all, and don't do it. Totes. Yeah, we're just, just we're not no. praising him, and we're not trying to encourage anyone to copy or any way, shape, or form. We're just saying that this is a notable figure in the horror of humanity, and it's important we talk about it so that way it doesn't get forgotten. Because the people who he hurt shouldn't have to live in anonymity. Yeah. But um it's Ed Gein. And Ed I know Gein. everyone Gein. I th- don't you're you're acting like absolutely every single person on the planet knows. I was going person. to say everyone that's into like horror and true crime shit knows shit like, about him. You can you keep being like the killer. I'm like, I don't know who this is. I've never <laughs> heard of this. Ed Gein, I've watched documentaries, I've watched I've listened to podcasts, I've watched YouTube videos, I've so much information about Ed Gein. But I'm not gonna say share any of it. I'm gonna let Jay do it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, basically, I lo- I chose to look him up because I know everyone that knows true crime ever knows about him, but I never knew the specifics. Like, I never like sat down and watched anything, listened to anything that got into the details of him. The most I've known is, hey, that's the creepy guy who inspired all these horror movies. And we have a fresh person to just Tell. totally corrupt in this moment with information. What? Yeah, Ed Keen is something else yeah he's an anomaly and like you kind of understand looking into the background and like his mental illness how things came about the way they did but it was just like so many circumstances if they were changed slightly i don't think we would have gone that far anyway very butterfly effect this guy yeah yeah okay start telling her without further ado i'm hooked so edward theodore gain is also known as the butcher of plainfield or the plainfield ghoul he was a convicted murderer and a body snatcher. Turning the page. What is a body snatcher? He snatched bodies out of graves. Yeah, he would dig up bodies oh, and take them robber. home. Yeah, grave robber. Okay. But, you grave- say body snatcher, I think like aliens who possess your body. <laughs> True. Also that. Also that. True, but I feel like this specification is necessary because a lot of grave robbers just take valuable stuff off of corpses rather than taking the corpse out of the coffin and bringing them home. I see. So let's get into the history of him. Um, with killers and serial killers and that kind of stuff, I usually don't like doing the background on them because usually it's like a boohoo sob story, and it's like, oh, all these horrible. Like, you're the dad was really mean, and that's why he became this horrible individual. And I don't think that's an valid like kind of thing to acknowledge because so many people have horrible parents and horrible childhoods and don't end up hurting people in their adulthood. Valid. Preach it. But Valid. you got to get into this guy's history for Ed Gein. Yeah. 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 So Ed Gein was born in La Crosse Wis- uh, County, Wisconsin in 1906. His dad? His dad? His dad? Hey, hey, dad. His dad. dad. His dad. His dad. His dad. His dad. His dad. His that's how they talk in La Crosse County, Wisconsin. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I was trying. We were trying. His dad was an alcoholic who was unable to keep a job. Sometime in Ed's adolescence, they moved to a farm in the town of Plainfield, Wisconsin, where their family lived in relative isolation. 
His mother used this isolation in order to uh, ward away any outsiders who might influence her kids of anything other than her strict Lutheran beliefs. Oh, um, Edgine also has a brother named Henry. Henry. He comes in later. I forgot to write that down. Henry Gein. So it's Mrs. Gein, Mr. Gein, um, Mrs. Gein, crazy Lutheran, Mr. Gein, alcoholic, and then Henry Gein, older brother, and then Ed Gein. Super, super. Future <laughs> serial killer. I want to call him a serial killer. Yeah. If he only killed two people. I don't think you have to kill three. He might have know. killed three. I don't know. Let me check. Hold on. Honestly, nobody knows how many. There's a lot of speculation that this person, he was uh, responsible for another, a lot of other like missing cases and that kind of stuff. But confirmed, he only killed two. Like, that's what he confessed He's to. He's classified least. as a serial killer in the American uh, biography, Crimes and Facts. Oh, okay. So I guess he is a serial killer. It's called the Britannica.com. Anyway, fun. Kill. I get good to upgrade you. Um, uh, what God. the fuck was that? What? <laughs> good to upgrade you. Yeah, from like just a random killer to. Uh, and you're addressing Ed Gein directly now. <laughs> Please don't conjure him. Let's not. So, uh, Miss Gein, crazy Lutheran, uh, she preached of the immort- immorality of. Of the, I was just going to say immortality. <laughs> Sorry, immortality from she's life still after preaching. Death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she preached the immorality of the world, the evil of drinking, and that all women besides herself is the devil. Sounds Lord. like my grandma. Yeah, well, that's a lot of devils. <laughs> so many devils out there. Hey, Half hey, the hey. world is devils. There's more than one. His mother would punish him and his older brother if they tried to make friends. So that's just showing how little socialization, like they would go to school, but outside of that, it was basically like, you can't have friends. You're in here with your crazy mom who is reading the Old Testament to you constantly. Sounds conducive to a lifetime of happiness. (laughs) I'm trying really, really hard. (laughs) <laughs> to hold it together, because I have like 20 different jokes I want to say. Come on, go. We, we, uh-uh. Give us one. Okay. One, I already said. Grandma? Two? I was like, <laughs> what, a, what a great way to start a cult. Mini cult. Baby cult. <laughs> Baby cult. Okay, so on April 1st of 1940, Ed's father died. No, he didn't. April Fool's. I'm sorry, I had you. <laughs> Because it was April That's 1st. So <laughs> oh my god. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> so he was born in 1906 and this was 1940. So in April 1st of 1940, Ed's de- father died, which caused Ed and his brother uh, to do odd jobs. Also, that's why I'm so confused about the dates because they were in his 30s whenever. They had to start working. Yeah, let me. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, right? Yeah, no, it says 40s. Well, what I think it is, is um, he the- died in 1984. Uh, Ed Gein? Yeah. Yeah. So he he was a, a late bloomer. 
Yeah, no. Um, what I think it is is because the family had a farm. They were working on the farm, but they had to pick up extra odd jobs once the dad died. That sounds logical. Yeah, that sounds logical. Yes, okay, yes. This timeline seems accurate. I'm sorry to have stepped over you a little bit. Yeah, no, I thought it was weird too. Go ahead. So, um... Wow, 40 years of being under his mom and dad's thumb. Yeah. So, um... Henry... It was just Henry, Ed, and the mom. Henry... Um, had just started seeing a girl with two kids where they were planning on getting married and move out. And he, uh, he would express to Ed that he didn't really like their mom. He'd be like, what, what's her deal? And, uh, he would also say, Hey, I'm worried about you because you're strangely attached to our mother. <laughs> Most serial killers. So, um, Ed would, whenever having that conversation with Henry that he was strangely attached Ed responded, shocked that his brother would say such a thing. He was like, what the fuck, man? Like, of course I love my mom. Well, she spent 40 years brainwashing him. He had no outside friends. Yeah. He lived on this farm and worked on this farm and did everything for her. And she, every day, I bet, was like jacking herself off with all of the information that he w- she was giving him. Yep, Exactly. So, um, on May of 16th, 1944, Henry and Ed were burning away a vegetation when the fire that they had started got out of control. By the end of the day, the fire was extinguished, but Henry was missing. After searching for a bit, Henry's body was found laying in the ground face down. The death was ruled as heart failure as there wasn't like any external like uh initially there wasn't any external damage there wasn't any fire damage so that's what the coroners like were like yeah he probably just died of heart failure but later on uh they did notice that there were bruises on henry's head Mm. he died of mysterious circumstances Uh, yeah and and his brother later turned out to be a serial killer yeah basically a lot of people think that uh, Ed did it, but there's no proof because they kind of just closed the case. Hmm. So now we're down to just um, Ed and his mom. And not long after Henry died, Ed's mom had a stroke and uh, Ed devoted the rest of her life taking care of her. Uh, she, he was heartbroken when she passed away in 1945 because now it was just him and he was alone. Hold on. 1906, 1945. He was about to turn 40. He was in his 30s. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Math. So hard. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she passed away in 1945, and Ed felt as if he lost his only friend. He did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he lost. He had no one else outside of his family because of the way that his mom yeah, uh, punished him if he tried to make friends. That's so sad. Not that sad. Fuck you, Ed Gein. Socialize your children, people. On the morning of November 16th, 1957, a Plainfield hardware store owner, Bernice uh, Warden, disappeared. 
And uh, fortunately, like, I tried to get more about her, but, like, looking into her, the only thing that you see about her is, like, you know, she's a mom, and she was a hardware store owner, and she also hunted, but all of that is, like, relating to Ed Gein's story. I think it's just there's been so much time that passed that the only reason that we know her is how she became a victim of Ed Gein, which is really sad to me. Like, I don't want to be remembered as somebody's victim, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of lose your story. They kind of steal your story. Yeah. yeah. That's the sadness of a victim. Yeah, well, I would say she does seem kind of like a badass. Being a mom, she hunted in like the ni- in 1957 and owned a hardware store. Like, Yeah, that is badass. She is badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just incredibly sad. Yeah. Just really sad. The whole The whole situation. Um, so she disappeared. Uh, Bernice's store had been closed all day, which uh, no one thought was weird because um, it just started, a hunting season just started, and, you know, she would go out and hunt. So that's what they thought happened. At 5 p.m., her son, Deputy Frank Warden, came into the uh, hardware store to find the cash register opened and bloodstains on the floor. <gasps> Again, had been in the store the night before her disappearance and was, like, probably the last one to interact with her. So, obviously, he was the first sus- suspect. Suspicious. So, mm-hmm. soon after that, uh, Ed Gein was arrested on the same day. Uh, the police searched his property, and on his property uh, was Warden's decapitated body uh, hung upside down with her legs on a cross bar at her ankles and ropes around her wrist. Her torso was dressed like a deer. Oh, he like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's so fucking fucked up. It's where they like splay you open right down the rib cage. And then like, that's how they clean them out. It's so sad. Uh, Luckily, she was shot before and shot and killed before any of the actual mutilation happened so that's a gotta take your small wins yeah Yeah, like she didn't suffer as much as her body did after she left it Mm -hmm. uh upon further searching the house authorities found uh human bone fragments a waste basket made of human skin Human skins covering several chair seats, so like basically seat covers made of skin. Skulls on his bedpost, uh, female skulls with some of the top sewn off, and bowls made from skulls. A corset made from female female torso skin. Wait, I'm sorry. What's the thing with the skulls? So uh, he, there were some skulls on his bedpost. Some had their, uh, th- some the top of the head was uh, sawn off, like the top of the skull, and made into bowls. Oh, into bowls. Yeah, leggings were made from human skin. Uh, masks made from uh, the skin of female heads were made, and they also found uh, Mary Hoggins, a like bartender that went missing a few years prior. They found her face made into a mask and uh mary hoggins skull in a box and they found uh bernice's head in like a burlap sack with her heart like next to a stove they also found a belt made from female nipples a pair of lips 
on a window shade as a drawstring and fingernails from female fingers. This was all in his house. Oh my God. It's disgusting. He basically looked at someone and was like, you know what? Decoration. <sighs> Officially, most of it was made from already dead people. Yeah. Regardless. That's not okay. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that it's respecting somebody. Waste basket. Yeah, yeah, that's more than decoration. That's symbolic. Oh yeah, yeah. It, the whole thing is so fucked up. I mean, who thinks of like their window blinds? They were like, you know what? I need a pair of lips. That'll hold it together. A belt made of nipples. Yeah, there was like one more that was like worse that I didn't want to write down or say. There's a lot worse. Um, yeah, that's the the. Belt made of nipples is the most iconic piece that people like really remember about Ed Gein because that's hard to even. It's it's a whole picture. belt. Oh, oh, yeah. It's uh, 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 yucky. It is yucky. It's super yucky. It's yucky and sad. It's just really sad. The whole thing. I mean, I'm one part of me is extremely fascinated by the way that this was conducted and created and like how his brain works. And the other side of me wants to like take him out back and shoot him. And the other part of me is really, really sad. Yeah. (laughs) Some conflicting feelings up in this area. Yeah. Especially in the case of Ed Gein, because I mean, I, I get to this later, but he was schizophrenic and that in combination with his weird-ass childhood and his mother dying is probably all the circumstances needed for this to happen. True, true. Not that we're saying that just because you're schizophrenic, you are going to become anything oh, like right. that. Oh, no, 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 no. This, is, this case is so abnormal. That's why so many people know about it is because of just how abnormal it is. Correct, correct. Because quick fact, if you are schizophrenic, you're more likely to become a victim of abuse and um victim of violence than you are to be the perpetrator yeah it was also probably the teachings of his mother that made him violent oh yes oh yes i agree wholeheartedly i think that woman put a put it in the path of like how he would treat anything that came across his path unfortunately she put him on that path she strapped him down to that path. Yeah, I know. With Ed Gein, it's all these specific circumstances that I think yeah. happened how it happened. I agree. I just don't want... I want to preemptively say... Yeah, it. yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I'm not saying schizophrenic people would do this kind of shit. Mm, okay, cool. All right. Please continue. But, um, so after this discovery, Ed Gein admitted to making nocturnal visits to graves and taking home of the bodies of middle-aged women who reminded him of his mother. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Roy- did, he, did he look up who these people were and, like, see photographs of them and go to their graves? Or was he just digging up bodies and he being was like, just- hmm, mother, no. He says that he went, he probably, like, dug up 40 or some graves and only took up, like, nine people because he was specifically looking for people uh, who looked like his mom. Oh, my God. 
not Ugh. not an encouragement, but why didn't he just look in the obituaries? Because that would be smart. It would be smart. I mean, well, I'm just saying, if you're going to go rob some graves looking for a particular looking person, do some research. I'm just saying. Maybe he's not a type A personality. <laughs> also, 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 my brain just screams Norman Bates. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's hit the part of him that was the influence for Psycho. Yeah. I like re- reading him and reading about him. I was like, oh, that's where we got this influence, and that's where we got that influence. Yeah, we're about to see Buffalo Bill. Yay, Buffalo Bill! Oh, I think we already covered some Buffalo Bill stuff. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna dive a little bit deeper. Just a little bit, oh, God. like into a well. And also, uh, I wanted to say this earlier as a stupid joke, but I think uh, Freud was on about that. Uh, <laughs> Wanting to be with your mom. Yeah. The Oedipus complex. It's not fair because Oedipus didn't know that, it was his, that she was his mom, okay? He just saw a hot older MILF and was like, hey, my guy, what's up? It's not his fault. And then when he found out, he ripped his eyes from his face. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty strong. I think it's not fair that we keep calling it the Oedipus complex because he didn't know. <laughs> Poor Oedipus. Write a book, Sam. <laughs> that's my dissertation. Okay, back into this. Um, <laughs> after taking these women's bodies, um, he tanned their skin to make the paraphernalia. So like tanned it, he, he, what? Tanned their skin, like how basically how you make leather. He tanned their skin to make paraphernalia. Yeah, the what paraphernalia. Kind of paraphern- oh, just all the stuff you listed. Yeah, um, the tanning process in in leather is very chemical and like lengthy, and it's an ar ar arduous arduous process. Uh, I only know a little bit about it because. My great cousin, my mom's cousin, went to prison and the prison that he went to did leather work. And so they had to process a bunch of leather. And he uh, apparently told my family a lot about it. And so my mom was like, be grateful for the leather you have. And I was like, (laughs) okay. <laughs> but now everything's pleather, so. So it turns out that soon after his mother's death, Ging began to um, create a woman's suit so that he could crawl into it and become his mother. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fucking gross this is not real i know it's not real that's why he's the inspiration for so many movies because it's like what the fuck i know that you're absolutely horrified over there in the corner but i just uh, i don't know i just feel so like happy we're talking about this gross sam what why because it, it, it's mean? it's it's the gross shit that me and uh sam subscribe to yeah i i really enjoy like just l- what the fuck it's like it's 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 very macabre it's bad it's not good but it's something that i'm just like tell me more 
I want to know more details. I want to know how he did it. I want to know what's going on because I don't know. I don't know. There's just something there's something wrong with me in this part. And I know that there's a large community of people who also think like we do. Uh, but every time I see someone just being horrified, I'm like, yes. Continue. <laughs> and I apologize. And I love you so much as a person. I know. But it just makes me... You just sound really bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do any of these things. And that's enough. Well, or, we really or don't help someone do any of these things. We just love to or, hear about or it Or worship the them like some people fucking do. I would never worship a uh, serial killer nor encourage anyone to be a serial killer or participate in any of it. But... And if, if we knew a serial killer, we'd tell the police. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Because then I could find out all the stuff that they did. Oh, yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> but there's just something about murder that I'm just so fascinated about. And like the, the, the process. The dark side of human nature. Yeah, very much so. Very, very much so where I'm just like, how, like my mind can't even fathom how you would do this stuff. Or how you could get away with this stuff for so long. Mm -hmm. Or the process or the time and the tediousness. Because one, I have a hard time just getting out of bed and folding my laundry. I can't even imagine hunting down a person or going to a graveyard. And I have a hard time with just getting up and like doing my laundry. So the very idea of like someone who worked full time, had a relationship, was married or whatever, and doing all of this stuff on the side, I'm just like, how <laughs> how the crazy lengths humans go to to just enact fantasies is insane to me plus i don't have these fantasies so i'm like tell me more tell me more okay that's it mm -hmm. i'm done okay go ahead he okay Gein also admitted to murdering mary and bernice he is a suspect in several other unsolved cases so during his trial, during his psych evaluation, Ed Gein was diagnosed with schizophrenia and it was deemed that he could not stand trial due to mm -hmm. his mental state. Uh, he ended up being found not guilty due to reason of insanity <gasps> and uh, sent, was sent to the Central State Hospital for the criminally insane for the rest of his life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't really have a grasp on reality uh, at, all. at all yeah wow to do those kind of things you can't have a grasp on any sort of reality and his motivation like to be his mom i don't know but yeah you can't wow it's intense yeah yeah he obviously was working under psychosis for so long and just and his mom played into his delusion and amplified his delusion wholeheartedly i'm sure she probably thought he was some form of prophet or something along those lines where um you just see it over and over again with people who are very very religious who see that their child is, is i don't think it was her to him it was her saying that she was <gasps> oh yeah something very important that's like, why like she was 
extremely holy or extremely um well she claimed that she was the only non-devil woman out there so (laughs) that makes sense that makes sense he probably thought that he lost the only good thing in the entire world and that every other woman and every other person was nothing but the the devil's mouthpiece kind of yeah the devil's instruments yeah and he's like oh i am the last the last one of my line who can, you know, I know what they main- are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I won't even pretend to speculate on what he thought. Poor thing. This is the first I'm hearing about. I it. mean, poor thing to his mental health. Not poor thing for what he did. Yeah, because it explains but does not excuse the behavior. Mm. Well put. Thank you. Thank you. I've had to tell myself that many a time. I'm like that explains it, Sam, but does not excuse it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, stuff like that, stuff stuff that involves hallucinations and delusions, it's it's just so hard because to a certain extent, when you're taken over by these delusions, you can't help it. So I don't know like where I stand. True. But, and he didn't get the help he needed. And I don't even know what help was out there in 1957. So Also true. It reminds me of the guy who um, beheaded a man on the bus because he thought that he was um, a monster. And when he came to reality, he like was so distraught. He was so he was like, kill me. Like, oh, my he God. Was like, I I'm the, he's like, I'm he had no sympathy for himself. Nothing oh. but remorse. He was like, once they put him back on his medication and he was they told him what happened. He was just like, send me to jail. Never let me back out. There's no way I can. He was just extremely remorseful. Wow. So I wonder what would happen if. I wonder how Ed was after he started getting put on medication and they were like, no. Your mom wasn't the only pure thing in this world. And. Well, maybe he I doubt accepted that. I maybe wonder not. if I'm sure you could yeah. read a biography about him and find out what the later years were like. I I agree. I wonder how. I, I genuinely probably will try to re- read a little bit more on it because I never thought about his after. I always oh, just yeah, was like, me neither. I was always so focused on what he did that I never mm-hmm. thought about the after once they committed him. And I'm sure he started taking medication right away. I wonder if there was even any kind of. There was like lithium and stuff. But like. But I don't know how. I wonder if they even really tried to like. Or if they just locked him up. Not or if just they tried to treat him. Yeah, you know I mean? or I know it was re it was chronically reoccurring with uh if you went to a mental institution because of for the criminally insane, um, it was just like electroshock. They did whatever they wanted mm-hmm. because n- nobody cared about you. And then in the eighties when they shut down all of those government funded mental institutions, they just kinda like let them loose. So sad. That's something I think you should do an episode on. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah, there, mental hospitals back in the day. That's a that sounds like a very uh, ripe topic with lots. There's a lot. I lots always, of creepy stuff. I always feel absolutely horrible and sad for people who are in mental institutions because in in the past because mm. we use it as a base so often for like a scary story or a scary video game or a scary movie but they had to live it yeah they they lived 
in that and the screams and all of that that people are always like, oh, they're crazy and whatever. I'm like, well, they were screaming because things were happening to them and nobody was helping them or the people who were helping them were the people who were hurting them. Mm. So it's like, really, everyone should start making movies and video games about the evil scientists and the evil psychiatrists. Not that I think all of psychiatrists and scientists were evil at that time, but most of the time they're always like, oh, these crazed, insane asylum people. And I'm like, no, well, no. I mean, yeah. Usually I think it's actually the other way. Like I've seen a lot of thrillers and things where it makes you question your own reality. Like, you know, you're seeing everything through the eyes of this patient who's committed. I think that happens a lot. I would like to see that a lot more. Yeah. I think. What were you going to say, Jay? Oh, like, yeah, during that, like, time range that, like, this whole thing was set in, um, they were using mental hospital uh, patients for experiments. experiments all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, like, reality. Up, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. literally um, up until then. Like, human history up until, like, the 70s. That just happened. Until we made a law saying that you can't do certain things. Mm -hmm. So sad. It, it reminds me of um, American Horror Story. But also, like, people have experimented on the mind, I think, the same way we've experimented on the body. You know, like, we know so much about our bodies. And it's because so many people have been poisoned by something or killed in a certain way or, like, dissected and observed um, you know, like surgery prior to the eighteen what fifties, I think. I don't know. Um, no anesthesia, so you know, we're like, oh wow, people were already performing surgeries. It's like they were cutting open conscious people. Like lots of crazy shit like that has happened, and it's weird that we stand on the shoulders of like those people you know we we only know what we know because of horrible atrocious things that have happened which does not excuse the means because now we have more knowledge of course not of course not it's really strange to think like so much that we know we only know because people have been horribly mutilated <laughs> yeah yeah yikes um, um to reiterate yikes yikes Yikes. Human history, yikes. Human present, <laughs> yikes. Uh, yep. I mean, to sum it all up. Yikes. Uh, I did want to leave us off on a positive note because this one was uh, particularly gross. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about the six-year-old pup who has proven that anything is possible if you put your mind to it, or in this case... Your mouth. I'm reading an article from the Good News Network. That work. Oh my god, you're so adorable. <laughs> I thought you were gonna tell us a little bit more about like yeah, the I thought end. there was gonna be some kind of like story about like or like what happened if the victim's family's this... got anything. You're like, what about a puppy? <laughs> because there's no way to make this any better. It's this this silver lining is this dog exists now. Okay. All right, okay. all right, all right. Okay. Tell us about this puppy. Earlier this week, Finley, the golden retriever, broke the Guinness World Record for the most tennis balls held in a dog's mouth at one time. 
According what? to its... Oh, I'm sorry. You had a What's question? What's the number? I, I don't know yet. We're not there. <laughs> gotta read. We gotta read. <laughs> According to his human companion, Aaron Molly, Finley has been picking up tennis balls since he was two years old. And after <laughs> honing his craft for much young... Uh, for of his much young canine life, he eventually succeeded in working his way up to carrying six tennis balls at a time, guys. Six. I would be so afraid of him oh choking. My God. <laughs> no, he's got it down. There's a he's picture a professional. of this, right? Yeah, there's a picture. There's okay, a video good. of him. Oh, good. Uh, um, there's an Instagram account to share the pup's talents with the world that has 36,000 followers. I'm not upset about this at all <laughs> that dog deserves everything in this world oh my god why doesn't he have more followers what's going on here we gotta follow him guys follow the dog follow the dog that's it that's gonna and be the first account that we follow on instagram with our filthy loose account i'm gonna go find this dog <laughs> so on brand so uh, the rest is just kind of about the owner seeing that the uh, world record holder was only five and she was like my dog can do more and so uh it took like a year for like the process of um like proving it of and- shoving tennis balls <laughs> in the dog's mouth <laughs> this is a happy story <laughs> happy story happy story um but and then like after a year finally like earned the place officially in the guinness world record book let me see the dog I want to see what it looks like when a golden retriever plays chubby bunny. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Moe says it's lifting people's people's spirits more than we have ever expected or hope, which is really fulfilling. And it's really rewarding knowing that something as simple as a good boy is making the people smile all over the world. Hmm, Here he is. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> i'm glad they're sound official guinness world record holder <laughs> it only looks like four he must have like because he must have two further back in his mouth this dog is deep throating these balls for these people this poor dog excuse me Happy it's story. what he wants Happy to story. do <laughs> oh what a cuteness. What a so sweet, good. sweet boy. My mind is official Guinness World Record holder. Aww. <laughs> it took forever and a day, but we finally did it. There's a new sheriff in town. He's a sheriff. He's a little sheriff man. All the comments are like, doggy. OMG. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Oh, that is such a good news. Yes. Good yeah. job. And that's job, all Jay. That's all I have today about the subject. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing the puppy <laughs> to, <laughs> to make us all forget about people who Anyway, turn people's nipples into belts. No, I was trying to avoid the gory details. That's why I said anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Jay. This <laughs> has been very enlightening and I'm going to cry later, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is there anything else for you to add, Jay? No, and I said no. Hmm? 
We have three. We have like five closings every time. Um, (laughs) We have five closings every time. (laughs) All right, Sam. Sammy, take us out. I love you. Chloe, do you have anything else to add? Puppies. With that being said, how about we wrap this one up in a neat bow? Gross. All right, sloppy bow coming right up. (laughs) All right. We just want to say from everybody here at Filthy Loose, we appreciate you creepers so much. We love you very much. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Fan-fucking-tastic. 